0: Welcome to Job Seekers Radio. I'm Andrew. And I'm Scott. This is a podcast dedicated to providing meaningful support to find great careers faster. We're coming to you from the beautiful Pacific Northwest, city of Portland, Oregon. Today on
1: Job Seekers Radio, we're going to be talking about choices. Now, you may think, you know, how how many conversations can we have about choices? Are you pro-choice? Yeah, let's not get political. Okay. Um, The idea, though, is when we're employed, generally speaking, most of us would feel that we have uh, a, a world full of possibilities in front of us, there is an abundance of choice. Because we have an income, we have the ability to to choose where we're spending our money, whether we're saving our money. All these things happen. Sometimes we get a choice on the the tasks that we provide at work. And when you get laid off or when you lose your job, all of that is taken away from you. Mm. And you may feel like you don't have any choice until you get another job. So we want to talk today about what that looks like And how we make choices, even when the choices that we
0: used to make aren't there anymore. Here's the thing. When you're not at a company anymore and you don't have a paycheck, that makes things a little tense. And you feel like, I just need a job. Have you ever heard that before? Absolutely. I've said it. I just need a job. So think of it this way. If you had a choice between the ideal job or just a job it's still a choice. And you have a choice which one you pursue. If you're just pursuing what's available in the marketplace, that's a choice. Sure. If you're pursuing things that bring you joy and fulfillment and uh, put a smile on your face and time evaporates when you do it, all those things, that's another choice. We all have choices whether we're working, having a paycheck or not exactly
1: and when we are unemployed it's obvious that there's going to be a feeling of well i don't i can't choose to take a vacation to you know the bahamas because i don't have an income to support that and that's true our choices may change but it doesn't mean we don't have choices it means that we need to make the choices that are available to
0: us having an opportunity to make a choice now that you're in some cases liberated from your prior employer and you have an open imagination of possibility, some, you know, I think (coughs) of a gentleman and I'm not going to mention his name, but he came to breakfast club actually. And he came and he gave his elevator statement, his identity statement, whatever your branding statement. And he said, I am a product manager. And the way he said it was so flat and bland and blah that I said, excuse me, but I don't believe you. And I said, tell me, if you had a blank canvas and you could paint your life's masterpiece and money was not an issue, what would you be doing? He looked at me and he said, motorsports photography, with a huge smile on his face. And I said, motorsports photography, that does not sound like product manager. So he had a choice. He could do product management, and earn a paycheck or he could do motorsports photography but he had a mental block he didn't think that he could make money like he did at his product management job on motorsports photography so here's something to learn the question you have to ask yourself is how how could I do motorsports photography and earn the money I used to earn as a product manager Thinking outside the box really gets you a lot
1: farther. Um, I'm suddenly trying to remember the, the, the analogy, uh, it'll come to me later, the idea that you're going for something that doesn't seem possible gets you farther than if you don't try. Um, there's a line in a Dan Fogelberg song from the 70s that uh, has the, the same idea going on. I wish I could quote it, but it wouldn't mean anything to most people listening to this anyway. But the ability to suspend my disbelief that it can't happen will allow me to get closer to it than if I insist that it's not possible. If you If you don't ask for what you want, you're guaranteed not to get it. So the idea then is to start looking at all opportunities for a chance to move in the direction you want to go. There are going to be times when you can see openings, job openings, that aren't necessarily what you've done in the past but are moving you forward. When the other individuals sees if you can get a conversation with them and they see that you have a level of passion they're going to consider you differently from if if you're only talking about your resume
0: and it comes across it comes across as as unique um, genuine authentic you don't have to manufacture emotion when it's coming from your heart and you're pursuing something that means something to you if you just need a job guess what you're going to have to manufacture emotion in an interview. You're going to have to practice and fake it so that you can actually get the job offer. Right. And we hear that all the time. Fake it till you make it. Okay.
1: Why not do that with something you love? You get to marry what you love with what you get paid for. So go for that. Uh, I, I think of one of the the, the gentlemen that, that is coming to the Breakfast Club now that was talking about how he really had a passion for agriculture because that's his background so why aren't you looking for work in the agriculture sector? And he hadn't considered it. Never occurred to him. Let's do it. Just try. When we stop pursuing things because it doesn't pay well, or, you know, there are so few people who are successful at it. Uh, I'm thinking acting for is the, the prime example, you know, the top 1% of all actors actually make a living at it. If I'm telling myself that it's not possible, it's not possible. If I tell myself it is possible, the chances are better that
0: it is possible. It's interesting. I had somebody come to Breakfast Club once, our networking group for out-of-work professional executives. And he said to me, following my passion doesn't feed my family or doesn't pay my mortgage. And I I, I thought, wow, how... Um, limiting? How limiting could that be? And wow, what a standard to live up to and demonstrate to people around you that you're willing to bear this burden, but you're not willing to change your status. Yeah. And, and so I keep thinking about that is that... Um, I recognize that there's generally some things that we're all responsible for. If we have families, mm-hmm. we're responsible for our families. If we have to put food on the table, we have to put food on the table. And if I was to be honest, I actually, when I was laid off, worked three jobs at the same time. And I did whatever it took to get money on on in the table, in the bank account and food on the table so that we could keep our house. Sure. So there's times where uh, I carried that burden. I didn't share it with anybody. But you do what you have to do. And I think
1: that's probably where he's coming from. But when that kind of uh, comment comes to me, I there's a, a, a process called the five whys, where you ask why, and maybe it's a why not. But you know, passion. my passion doesn't pay the bills. Mm. Why not? That is going to be a, a question that makes him think about it. Well, I'm passionate about, and we'll use the example of of motorsports photography because it's too difficult to actually make a living at it. Why? Because only a certain number of people actually get it. Why? Get down to the real reason why you're not doing it.
0: And it's probably because I don't have the courage to succeed. Or you never tried. Or I never tried. Yeah. You just do it for fun. It's your hobby. You're not supposed to make money at it. And you know
1: something? If you, and we we talked in another podcast about getting out and doing things, finding new circles of friends and and changing up the routine. But the idea is if I am um, actively pursuing things that I enjoy as a hobby and I want to do more of it, do I not want to make money doing what I love? On the other hand, if it's a hobby that you only want to do as a hobby that's okay too. Mm -hmm. We have choices. There is always a choice to make. And I think about in in, um, customer service situations, we talk about working with a customer or a client, especially if something has not gone well and you're in a service recovery mode, you want to follow up. When you set that follow up on the calendar and you're offering to be back in touch with that other person, one of the issues surrounding choice is that when the customer has a choice to make, it empowers them, gives them a sense that they are in control of something. So when it's time to set that meeting or set that follow-up call, I give them a choice. How about Friday at one or four o'clock? Or maybe it's Thursday morning or Friday afternoon. I'm still helping to direct where that conversation goes when it happens, but I'm giving that customer a choice so that that empowers them to do what they can. Um, And if neither time works, it prompts them to offer a different time. Maybe in this context of looking for work, we're giving ourselves the choice of, okay, I can't necessarily choose this passion, but if there's a step closer to that, Mm -hmm. I can go for that for now and see where that leads. If there's something else that might also interest me, there's another choice. Which one do I want to pursue first? I have the ability to add that passion back into
0: the equation, maybe in small doses, but it's still there. I'm thinking of opportunity cost. So everything has an opportunity cost. You can seek one thing and you have to make a decision. What what am I willing to give up? That's right. Am I willing to give up my product management job for the opportunity? to pursue motorsports photography. So, am I willing a to trade-off. give up my identity? Am I willing to create a new identity exactly. for myself and feel good about it? Yeah, that's, and that's that's tough. Well, it's it's leaning on what you just said is yep. that I'm leaning in getting a little closer to the thing that I'm interested in pursuing. And I did that twice in my career. I did that Only first twice. With, Only twice, literally only twice in all the times I've been alive. The first one was uh, selling real estate because I had um, a mediocre real estate transaction when I bought my first house. And I thought, geez, I could do a lot with this. And I did. I was a fairly successful real estate agent for a number of years. And then I had another opportunity to do this. And this is really the the passion that I have. And I leaned into it. I could have decided to go a different direction, and I made a choice. I made a choice to lean into this rather than taking the you know, the corporate job that I could have certainly gotten or staying with real estate.
1: When talking about success and overcoming failure, I think of Judy Dench's line, and I don't know if you're familiar with her situation now, but she has macular degeneration, and she is, by all intentions, um, she's blind. She learns her lines now by having them read to her. And yet she is a one of the most successful actors currently on the, the, the big screen and, and on television. Um, and she talks about how you do what scares you most. You, to, to use your term, you lean into the areas that frighten you. Um, It is immensely empowering the more you do it and the more comfortable you become in going after what scares you. It helps you be more resilient. It helps you to try new things more easily and to start thinking more creatively so that when you have those setbacks, you actually get up faster and you restart stronger than you had before. And it brings it back to, okay, so failure. What is failure? It's an opportunity to learn something new. So what's the lesson? What can I learn in this moment? If I can change that from a learning moment or to a learning moment from a failure, it's not a failure anymore. I've gotten something positive out of it. That gives
0: me the ability to move on. I can relate to that because in certain situations, losing a job or getting fired or being let go, whatever you want to call it, a lot of people consider that a failure. Mm -hmm. And it was an opportunity. I looked at it as an opportunity to take a look inside and determine what it is I wanted to do next. From that point, I was able to, to have more clarity. And overcoming this failure and leaning into something that meant something to me made the execution of a job search a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And doing the networking and meeting people I didn't know and going to these, these networking groups for out-of-work professionals where I was with a bunch of people that were really highly regarded and very well-qualified people that should have had no reason to be out on the market. And it's always surprising to me how many people are out on the market that shouldn't be. Who, who we think shouldn't be. Right. Clearly they are. Or, or like, well, I mean, maybe that's another podcast where we talk about what is it that, okay. co- that companies actually gain by laying people off. And there's always... Um, uh, a downside to doing that it impacts your corporate culture for sure absolutely uh, i've so- seen that over and over again and the unintended
1: co- consequences are usually greater than the benefits for having done it but we won't go down that road right now maybe on another podcast absolutely mm-hmm. the 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 one thing that we want to say and it's tough when you're in the situation especially if you're feeling down on yourself or on the on your current Uh, scenario. We want to encourage people looking for work to not give up. Do something. Get out there. Do something different. Giving up is not an option. Even if you feel like it's the only thing you can do, that there's nothing left to do, do
0: something. This reminds me of a story, actually. Uh, I remember in Breakfast Club, there was a gal named Katie. I won't share her last name, but she actually drove from Medford, Oregon, if you know geography, to Portland to come to Breakfast Club every two weeks. And she was there consistently, religiously, every two weeks. This is roughly, what did we figure? 200 and 250 miles. 270. Like anyways, it's like a five hour drive every two weeks to come to one meeting. Now, she bundled other stuff during that time and networking opportunities and so forth. She had a commitment. She wanted to be in Portland no matter what, and she made it happen, and she had this dream. Man, I've always wanted to work and live in Portland, and I wanted to do it in this kind of a role, and she got all those things. And she got it, and now she donates her time to work with us and others
1: on talking with people looking for work, how do I network, she will help with resumes, she's a great benefit to our community because she's been there. What are you willing to do? What can you do that is different, that takes you out? If we have uh, good weather, what, what would you do differently when you can go outside and it's not raining? You can interact with people in a different way. Um, what
0: price are you willing to pay for success? There's possibility, and you have to believe that there is a possibility that you could take a different choice, a different path. And at least try it, at least lean into it. Maybe even fifty if you're in a job search now and you're only spending two or three percent dreaming about these things, maybe it's just adding another ten percent to your time and effort to go that direction. And I think what you'll find is that it's there's less resistance. right There's less resistance on your part and there's less resistance on part of the audience or the people you're networking with to say yes. We want to help you because, you're not here about a job in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. and you're talking about things that you're excited to talk about.
1: When you're talking about the things that excite you, that, that you're passionate about, that, you, that make you feel good, it shows people want to see more of that, especially in the world that we live in now, whether we're talking about politics or anything else. There's a lot of negative stuff going on. So when people are interacting with you and they see what makes you happy, they want you to spend more time talking about that. If you get to talk about that about your daily work because it makes you happy, how lucky are you? So I happen to now be in a job where that's true. I love what I do, I love the people that I work with, the people that I work for actually appreciate the work that I'm doing, it is a phenomenal situation that I would not have had had I not made the choice to follow that interest as opposed to just getting the first job that came along. Although, that could have happened too. I'm I did take a job just to take the job and <laughs>
0: thankfully I got this one and I and didn't have to say With that. turned out better. Yeah. Good. I'm reminded of some quotes that I heard. The first one is, once begun is half done. All we need to do is start. Give it a shot. Try it out. Once you begin it, you're half done.
1: Well, and who was it that said a journey of a thousand steps begins with the first? You have to take that first step. Start. Go down the road. Keep. You don't have to see the end result to start the journey. There are all sorts of... Um, quotes, the platitudes that we could say, we're not going to do that. What we do want to do, though, is to encourage you to make choices that actually bring you joy, bring you happiness. There are things that you really want to do. The chances are better
0: that you will enjoy the job you get from those efforts. And you get what you deserve. Mm -hmm. The root word of deserve is to be of service. So please, be of service to as many people as you can in your area of passion, and I think you'll find you'll get good results from it. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Job Seekers Radio. Your investment of time and attention is greatly appreciated. Head over to iTunes and subscribe to get future episodes. While you're there, would you please rate and review our podcast? It would mean a lot to us to get feedback from you on what you like, and maybe other topics you'd like to hear us cover we'd love to know this is andrew and i'm scott we'll catch you on the next episode of job seekers radio